Welcome to Park Valley Church's Sermon of the Week. It doesn't matter if you have been a Christ follower for years or new to the Christian faith, you have come to the right place. Listen in as one of our campus pastors shares how to apply biblical truth in a tangible way. As you listen, we pray you have an encounter with Jesus that leads to real and lasting life change. All right. How many of y'all got to be a part of Night to Shine? All right. A bunch of you did. I tell you what, you know, Barry and I were talking after it was over and, uh, we're just talking about how amazing it was. And he goes, I tell you what, we're doing Night to Shine every year if we're allowed to. You know, so, so we'll do that again. So I really encourage you uh, next year when we do that around Valentine's Day, uh, sign up to help with that. It was an amazing experience. And you can tell from that video that it was a blessing. And it's the kind of thing you walk into thinking, oh, I'm just going to be a blessing to people. You walk away going, man, I was so blessed. You know, it's just, it really is amazing. So I really encourage you to do that. Um, we are wrapping up our series on the Holy Spirit by your spirit uh, today. Uh, we started three weeks ago um, talking about uh, by your spirit, I will live. Okay. What does it look like to live according to the power of the Holy Spirit? Or, or, or how do I know how to follow the Holy Spirit? How do I know when I'm being led by the Holy Spirit? And then last week we talked about by your spirit, I will love. What does it look like to love according to the Holy Spirit? And so today we're going to wrap things up and, and talk about by your spirit, I will serve. Okay? We're going to talk about serving and what it looks like to serve by the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and so, so it's important for everybody to know that, that when you accepted Christ, whether that was last Sunday or last century or whenever it was, when you accepted Christ, a couple things happened. First, the Holy Spirit came to dwell inside of you okay, permanently. That, that is, that is the, the seal that God gives us. That's the, he says that, Paul says that's the evidence that we have uh, salvation, that the Holy Spirit is within us. That's, that's the seal of our salvation. So the Holy Spirit takes up residence in us. The Holy Spirit helps us to understand God's Word. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. We do something wrong. That's that little voice that says, man, don't do that. Don't do that. That's the Holy Spirit talking to us. But the Holy Spirit also equips us to serve others with something that, that the Bible refers to as spiritual gifts. Okay? So we're going to talk about spiritual gifts today. So what do we mean by spiritual gifts? A spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says this, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. That's the purpose of, this, of the spiritual gift that we've been given. When we were saved, the Holy Spirit took up residence in us and he gave us a gift, an ability that we're able to do so that we can help other people. And here's a, de- here's a, a textbook definition of spiritual gift. A spiritual gift is a special ability given by the Holy Spirit to every believer at their conversion to be used to minister to others and therefore build up the church. So we have this gift, this ability that God has given us that we're supposed to use in the church to help other people grow, to help meet other people's needs, to help serve within the church. And uh, Romans 12 talks a lot about spiritual gifts, and we've been in Romans 12 uh, the last couple weeks, and we're going so to go back to the beginning of Romans 12. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says that we are to uh, present our bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, okay? And when we do that, we're supposed to allow God to transform us by changing the way that we think, all right? So when we give our bodies as a living sacrifice, we're giving all to Christ, saying, I, I use all of me. You know, the, a great description of that, Tony Evans has the best description of that. You know, the, the, the difference between uh, just uh, what, what the chicken brings to the breakfast table versus what the pig brings to the breakfast table, okay? The chicken makes a donation, the pig gives his all, all right? 
So when you have bacon and eggs, you think next time you have bacon and eggs, you think about the sacrifice the pig made so that you can have that amazing breakfast. He gave all. The chicken made a donation. The, the, when the Bible says to, to uh, offer yourself as a living sacrifice, that's what it's talking about, okay, that you give your all. And so that's what it tells us to do. And then in Romans 12, continuing Romans 12, verse 3, Paul in, begins to introduce the church to the idea of serving according to our spiritual gift. All right, look what he says in verse 3. He says, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are, uh, are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourself by the faith God has given us. Okay? Paul says, be honest when you evaluate yourself. Don't measure yourself by, by uh, all the other things that the world measures you by. You know, don't measure yourself by the money that you have, the job that you have, the family that you come from, the accomplishments that you've made. Don't measure yourself by that. Measure yourself by the faith that God has placed within you. That, that's, that's how we measure ourselves. And, so, and, and it doesn't just mean that, that there is a level of spiritual maturity that we're supposed to reach. In fact, it's, it's quite the opposite of that. You know, he's not trying to disqualify anyone from serving because they feel like, well, I don't have a very strong faith. And it's actually the opposite. He's saying, because I have placed the Holy Spirit within you, because you have even the smallest amount of faith, you're qualified to serve. And you should be serving. And, and if you are a saved person, you should be a serving person. All right? And uh, Paul uses the analogy of the body. Paul uses the analogy of the body to talk about serving. He says this in verses 4 and 5, Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. So we are all part of one body, and we all have a special function, just like our bodies. Every part of our body has a special function. It's like the, the, the little disc between your vertebrae. Okay? It's, about, it's about as big around as a, as a quarter, maybe, and as thick as four quarters. And it's, it's made like it's, got, it's, it's round, and it's got like this semi-hard uh, uh, coating around the edges. And inside, it's like a gelatinous material. So basically, between each vertebrae, you have a gummy bear. That's what it amounts to. Okay? Now, when just, even though it's that small of a thing, you know, if, it, if it moves, if you've got back problems, you know what I'm talking about. If it moves you know, the slightest bit in any direction, or if the shape changes, you know, or it's damaged, you know, you get serious back pain. That one little thing can prevent you from sitting, standing, walking, bending over, you know. That one little part of your body affects all the rest of your body. And the same is true with the church, okay? What, what, what we bring to the table, as far as our gift, no matter how we use it, it affects the entire body. We are one body. When one person in the church hurts, the whole church hurts. When one person in the church has a victory, the whole church has a victory. And all of us bring something to the table when it comes to serving. All right, We all have something, something to offer. Um, and remember Paul's warning, don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation. So don't think that serving is beneath you. You know, don't think I'm too busy. I love what Steve said today. You know, we just, we like to come up with, with excuses. Oh, I can't, I can't serve. There's a, there's a lion outside. You know, that's, that's a ridiculous, I think Solomon meant that to be funny. That's kind of ridiculous to think about that. But we, we're great at making excuses when it comes to serving. I'm too busy. It's too early in the morning. I don't, I don't have time. I'm not, uh, the, the biggest excuse though, well, I'm not, I'm not strong enough a believer to serve. You know, that's not true. Like we said at the beginning, if you've got the Holy Spirit, he's placed 
the ability to serve within you, and you, you bring something to the table. But, but also don't think that you're not good enough. Don't think that you're above it. Don't think that you're not good enough to serve. Don't think that your faith is too small to be able to serve, all right? Um, and, and really, when you think about it, if the Holy Spirit put that ability within you to serve, He gave you that capacity to serve, it's almost fail-proof, fail you know? He's not going to give you something that's not going to, going to have success on some level. Look at what it says in 1 Corinthians 15, 58. It says, So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Okay? So, whatever you bring to the table, if you're doing it for Christ it's going to have some impact on somebody. You know, as a, as a pastor, there are days I stand up and preach, and I walk off stage going, that was a disaster. That was, that was so bad. And maybe today is one of them. You know, I might walk off and go, bam, that was so bad. You know, but inevitably, when I walk off and say that, almost every time, the first person that greets me when I, when I get into the lobby, they walk up and say, I needed to hear that. You know, so even my worst effort to serve is going to impact somebody, okay? Even my worst effort is going to, going to have an impact on somebody. So you may, you know, maybe you got saved, like I said, maybe you got saved last week or last century. Whenever it was, God has a gift within you that you can use within this church. And you may feel like, well, I haven't been doing this very long. That's the best time to start, you know? Because the more you use your gift, the stronger it becomes. Um, you know, uh, Look, look, we talked about this verse a couple weeks ago, Ephesians 4, verses 11 through 13. It says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Church leadership, he's talking about. Their responsibility is to equip, this is my job description, to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. Okay? That's my job description, to help you become the ministers in this church, to help you serve, to help you understand how God has created you so that you can serve and we can reach this community. That's my job description. And so it says, this will continue... What I just described will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we'll be, we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. I love that it says uh, we'll come to the knowledge of God's Son. We'll know God's Son by serving more. We'll understand Him. You know, uh, Obviously, we're going to learn about Him through, through the Scripture, but we're going to learn about God's Son when we experience life the way He intended us for us to do, when we serve like He did. Okay? We're going to become more like him. We're going to grow as we serve. Serving is like this faith incubator. You want to increase your faith? Serve. You want to be more like Jesus? Serve. Jesus said, I came to serve, not be served. So when you're serving, you're never more like Jesus. There's no other circumstance where you're more like Jesus than when you're serving someone else. All right? Um, and then Paul said to this about Timothy, or to Timothy about his spiritual gift, you know, keeping in mind that, that you know, this uh, spiritual, or serving, using your spiritual gift to serve is foundational to your spiritual growth. Paul said this to Timothy. He said, I remember your genuine faith, for you share uh, the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I know that the same faith continues strong in you. This is, I remind you, to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid hands on you. For God has not given us the, the spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Okay? He told Timothy, you know, Tim, Timothy was, Paul was Timothy's mentor when, when Paul uh, was, was uh, on death row and before he uh, 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 met his, his end, he basically gave the keys of the ministry to Timothy and said, you're in charge 
you know, and gave him instructions and stuff. That's what First and Second Timothy are all about. But he told him in that, you know, this young man that would take over his ministry, he said, fan into flames the spiritual gift that you have. Okay, fan it into flames. Cause it to grow within you. Use it. Strengthen it. Okay, the more you serve, the more, it's, it's like you're strengthening your faith muscle. And you may feel like, well, I don't bring much to the table now, but whatever you bring is only going to grow when you start serving. If you keep waiting, if you keep waiting until the lion's gone, that, that capacity to serve is not going to grow. The capacity for faith is not going to grow. You take what you've got, you go, you use it, you serve others, you be like Jesus, and your faith starts to grow. And, and notice, he, you know, the, one of the big reasons I talk to people is they're just scared to death to serve. You know, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I'm the right person for that. Okay? Well, look what he told Timothy. He said, I didn't get, God didn't give you the spirit of fear and timidity. He gave you the spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. Okay? He, gave you the spirit of, he, he gave you the spirit of power. He gave you the power within you, that capacity to serve. He gave you that spiritual gift. He gave you love. Remember we said last week that we love like Jesus because the Holy Spirit is pouring out Christ's love in us so that it overflows. And, and the spirit of self-discipline. The first week we talked about how you choose to follow the Holy Spirit. You have that self-discipline to follow the Holy Spirit. You know, when you're given the choice to love or not love, you choose to love because that's what the Holy Spirit would do. When you're given the choice to be patient or impatient, you choose to be patient because that's what the Holy Spirit would do. All right? So the question is, if I'm going to use my spiritual gift, the question is, how do I know what my spiritual gift is? All right? You know, that's, that's a great question. How do I know what my spiritual gift is? How do I know what God has, has blessed me with, what the Holy Spirit has empowered me with to serve within his church? Well, let's answer that question. First, the, the most important thing is to know what the, what the gifts are. Okay, because there are specific gifts that, that he's given us. And unfortunately, there's not a, a comprehensive list in one passage of the Bible. It's kind of all over the place, different descriptions. So God, God always likes us to dig a little deeper. He wants us to get in the Word so he doesn't make a lot of things easy for us. He wants us to, to study and find out what the spiritual gifts are. But in Romans 12, he gives us a short list of some of those gifts. So let's look at that, verses 6 through 8. It says, uh, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with, mu- with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If, if God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have the gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Okay, so there's a list, and he's basically saying, if God has given you that list, do it. Just do it, all right? And so he, he, uh, he talked about prophecy. If you have the gift of prophecy. Now, when we think of prophecy, we think of telling the future, and that's what the prophets of the Old Testament did. They told the future, but they told the future as God told them what the future was. You know, we, we have everything we need to know about the future right here. Okay? And we still have a lot of questions, all right? but we, need, we have everything we need to know about the future right here. God tells us what we need to know. And so, so the gift of prophecy now is not about telling the future. It's not about say, saying something that nobody else knows. It's, about, it's the ability to understand and accurately uh, talk about the truth of God's Word. That's the gift of prophecy. Some have that gift better than others. Some are are just inclined to do that. They have that gift of prophecy to understand and communicate the truth of God's Word. Some have the gift of serving or helping others. 
They're just wired to be there for other people. Some have the gift of teaching, the ability to organize and disseminate information. That's the gift of teaching. Uh, Some have the gift of encouraging. They just like being there for other people. They like using their words to make other people feel better. They like using words to build others up. That's encouraging. Um, They might have the gift of giving. God may have blessed you financially, and you know that God blessed you so that you can be a blessing to other people. You know, they have, they have that gift of, of giving. Some have the gift of leadership, okay? That's organizing and uh, God's people and resources. You have the ability to organize God's people and resources. Or the gift of kindness, which some translations say mercy. That's actually a better description. They have the gift of mercy. They, they just feel genuine love for people, especially people that are hurting, okay? So knowing those gifts is important. And that's, that's the short list. There are others we won't get into this morning. But uh, knowing, knowing what those gifts are, uh, is, an, is an important place to start. But, it, but a way to understand what your gift is from that list, a lot of times, is just your gut reaction to people in need. When there's somebody that's in need, the way you respond is a great indication of what your spiritual gift is. Let me give you an example. Okay, we've all seen this on TV. You sit, you watch TV, commercial comes on, and uh, it's one of these commercials where they, they start with, you know, kind of somber music, and then they show a picture of a little kid in another country. He's got a runny nose, and and tattered clothes, and then they show another kid and another kid, and they start talking about how these kids uh, are, are, live in poverty, and they don't get three square meals a day. And for a buck fifty a day, you can feed that kid. You know, the way you respond to something like that is a great indication of what your spiritual gift is, okay? If you look at that and you think, well, here's what the Bible says about their situation, Here's what the Bible says about the way I should respond to that. Here's what the Bible says about how the church should respond to that. You may have the gift of prophecy, okay? Because that's what somebody with the gift of prophecy does. They go immediately to the truth of God's Word, and they formulate, this is what God's Word says about that situation, okay? If, if you see those things and you think, you know what, I really, I really need to make an effort to give to, to causes like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to call that number, and I'm going to give. Or, or maybe you even think, gee, I wonder how much of my money goes to that. That sounds cynical, but really somebody with the gift of giving is going to consider that because somebody that has the gift of giving is, is very concerned. If I'm, going to, if I'm going to take what God has blessed me with to be a blessing to someone else, I want to make sure the person receiving the blessing is getting the money. You know, how much of my money actually goes to feed that kid and how much goes to administrative stuff? They ask questions like that, somebody with the gift of giving. Now, somebody with the gift of mercy is just going to look at that and their heart is going to break. You know, they may not step up to help, they may, not, they may not pull their wallet out or whatever, but their heart is just going to break for that person because somebody with the gift of mercy, ha- they, they feel other people's pain. You know, they, they, they are sympathetic to what other people are going to the, to the point of feeling their own pain. All right, so that's how you may respond to that situation. You're going to respond most likely according to the way that you're gifted. Now, I don't have the gift of mercy. When I see those commercials, I think, how can I feed my son for a buck fifty a day? You know, he's 15 years old. Every time he opens a fridge, it costs me $5. So how can I feed, you know, I don't know what that says about my spiritual gift, but that is a great way to determine what your gift is. How do you respond? What is your gut response to people that are in need? Okay. Now at Park Valley Church, the best way, and this is my last point, the best way to find out what your spiritual gift is, if you don't know what it is, the best way to find out is in our grow classes. Okay. Um, our grow classes, there's four classes. They take you, we take you through everything you need to know about Park Valley Church. You know, and you're not going to learn anything, you know, you're not going to have any great truth from the Scripture that we're going to come through. It's probably going to be a lot that you've heard of, especially if you've gone through these classes at other churches. But you're going to hear, here's how we do things at Park Valley Church. But in the third class, 
the, the 301 class, you're going you're gonna to learn uh, about your spiritual gift. And we use a thing called your shape profile. We talk about your spiritual gift, your heart, or what are you passionate about, your abilities, your personality, and your experience. The, and that all spells out shape, okay? And we talk about that, and we help you to understand, t- taking all of those into consideration, how has God wired me to serve within His church. And now, we don't, we don't ask you to do this because we're desperate for volunteers, because we're really not, you know? There are times, you know, we always need more volunteers. What organization doesn't need more help? And, and there are times when maybe we're short. Today was a great example, you know, between the stomach bug going around, all, this, all the teenagers that help us that are at the, at the winter retreat, and, and uh, it's a three-day weekend, so people are traveling. But, you know, with all that in mind, you know, we, we, were, we were a little short today. But you know what? We still got the job done. We're still having church. You know, that's not going to change. We, we're, so we're not saying that, that you need to understand this and learn more about it. We're not inviting you to be part of that class because we're desperate for help. We just know that, that your ability to use your spiritual gift is going to cause you to grow to be more like Jesus. Our, our spiritual growth, our spiritual health is contingent on our willingness to serve. Because if you're going to grow spiritually, you're going to become more like Jesus, and you become more like Jesus when you serve, and you learn more about Jesus when you serve. So that's our purpose. So that's my challenge to you today is is find out what your gift is. Get into the Word. Find out what your gift is. You can look in in, uh, Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, um, uh, Ephesians um, 4. You know, there's there's verses all over the place um, you can look at. But get into the Word. Understand what your gift is. Step out and use it. Even if you think, I'm not ready, step out and use it anyway. But, But do our grow class. You know, that's the challenge to you today. But all of this starts... The moment that the Holy Spirit takes up residence in our heart, okay? And, and that begins the moment we believe in Jesus for our salvation. That's where it starts. And the Holy Spirit takes up residence, and that's our guarantee that, that Jesus has, has, is dwelling within us. And so if you're here today and, and you haven't taken that step, before you do grow, before you do anything else, before you serve, make sure that you know for sure I have accepted Christ as my Savior, and I have the Holy Spirit living within me, and I have an eternal home in heaven, not because of anything I did, but because of what Jesus did. Okay? That's the first question. That's the first thing you ask. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, just for a second. You know, if that is you today, I just described you, and you've, you've, uh, you've been in church maybe even your whole life, but, but you, there's never been a place, there's never been a time when you've stopped and said, I need to give my heart to Jesus. I need to accept him as my Savior. I've been putting my trust in, in uh, uh, my own works. I, I thought I had to earn it. I thought I had to deserve it. But it's not about any of that. It's about Jesus, what he did on the cross, and when we accept him as our Savior. And Romans uh, tell, Romans tells us that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we can be saved. And John tells us that we can know for sure that we have eternal life. We don't have to guess. We don't have to, we don't have to hope. We can know for sure. You can walk out of here today knowing absolutely, positively, I'm going to heaven, not because of what I did, but because of what Jesus did. So if that's you today and you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, I want to encourage you to pray, confess your sin to him, ask forgiveness of your sin, and invite him to be your Savior. And you can say that however you want, or you can, you can repeat uh, the words that I'm saying. And uh, uh, it's, uh, it's all about what's going on in your heart and mind. It's not about the words coming out of your mouth. But you can just pray something like this and say, Dear Father, thank you for sending Jesus. 
because on my own, I could never earn salvation. I could never deserve salvation. I could never earn eternal life and I would never deserve eternal life. So Jesus paid the price for my sin so that I can spend eternity in heaven. So today, I accept him as my savior and I trust in his shed blood on the cross and his resurrection from the grave. I ask forgiveness of all my sin, past, present, and future, and I choose to follow Jesus. Still with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you just prayed that just now, I'd, I'd love to know that you did so I can pray for it. If you could just lift your hand real fast and put it back down just so that I know that you, you've done that. So let me pray for those that accepted Christ. God, we, we are just thrilled. God, anytime your spirit moves here for any reason, we're thrilled. And God, we, we just are excited about what, what you're doing in this church. Lord, the Bible says that, that when one person on earth is saved, that there's rejoicing in heaven. So for those that accepted you, we know that, 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 that the angels in, in the, around the throne of God are rejoicing that one person came to know you. So God, I pray anyone that accepted Christ today, I pray that they would, would uh, uh, just get to know you. They would, they would learn who you are, that you would become very real in their life. Lord, surround them with people that will help them encourage and encourage them to grow to be more like Christ. And Father, we just pray that, that uh, you would continue to use this church to reach the lost. And we ask all that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our Sermon of the Week. If you accepted Christ, want to accept Christ, or just want to see what Park Valley Church is about, you can email us at info at parkvalleychurch.com. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.